Get your ass in gear. It's time for TM5 Track Talk. You have speed by Macchiato. I'm going to drive and I'm going to go fast and I'm going to turn to the left hand again. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. And Rubin's son is racing. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellent. I like to take that finger and jam it right his rear end, I'll tell you that. I got run over a bug-eyed dummy, I guess. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. You don't chew big red, then f*** you. Here's your host, Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk Season. What is this? Season three, I think, for us? Yeah, three or four. One of those yeah, two. One of those two. Uh, I am Bryce Sparling. As always, with me is my co driver, Mr. Matt Ridgeway, fresh off in LA weekend, where the uh, all the racing sort of got moved to Saturday. Good move on NASCAR's part, to be honest with you great job of them being proactive because if they didn't move it to saturday y'all wouldn't have raced until like wednesday Wednesday. yeah so great job on their part being proactive moving it to saturday i know it probably messed up some fans plans but overall i think that was the, the the correct and the right call and from what i could deduct on social media matt the clash ended up being a free admission because Saturday was supposed to be free admission anyways for the heat races. They moved the clash to Saturday night and NASCAR remained with that policy that the racing on Saturday, Saturday night was completely free to fans. Correct. Yeah. I mean, they kind of boxed themselves into that corner naturally by making it free on Saturday. They couldn't uh, say, okay, well we changed it. So if you don't have tickets to Saturday, we actually need you to get out. So all the people with tickets can come. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, their their natural only course of uh, their only option there was to reimburse tickets from sold from Sunday and make the event completely free. Uh, and even with that, we had about a thirty percent capacity at the Coliseum. It looked, from my perspective, and from I'm actually looking at um, pictures right now of the LA Coliseum this morning, uh, and it looks like it's almost a swimming pool. So. Yeah, yeah. Would, yeah, yeah. No, there's no. I mean, there's no drainage. It's not. It isn't built to be a racetrack. They don't have the the drainage capacity for the amount of water dumped on the. Yeah, I, there was no way uh, we were gonna race any time other than Saturday. So, for, and from what I can tell, I don't know if if y'all felt the same way, but it seemed like it wasn't as much single file racing as last year's race um it's still short it's still short track racing but it seemed like the passing opportunities uh, cropped up a lot more this year than they did last year the the year before yeah i think that's just the product of the third year um with the limited field size 23 starting the race i don't know how many started the race last year but last year i felt like it was just a complete caution fest start to finish i don't know how many cautions there were but i'd be venture to guess it was like 11 12 13 ish up there ton last year yeah and then other than like there i mean the first almost 60 laps of this race went green um and i think that's both a product of the drivers kind of having a better understanding of you know this being the third year on this track of what it how it races and what it does um even though i guess technically it's a new track every time because they tear it up and reapply it every year (laughs) uh but yeah i think it's uh and then a a little bit of a a lot of factors a little bit of we know the rain's coming tonight let's get this over with let's get out of here nobody wanted to be in la longer than we had to be uh that was 
a unanimously supported decision in the garage. <clears throat> um, drivers, teams, everybody, even the NASCAR officials we <laughs> talked to were, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in the, uh, I don't know what executive level those decisions are made on, but it's not on the ground with the guys in the white shirts that are wearing na- the NASCAR uh, <laughs> uh, 511 tactical um, shirts, the, the NASCAR officials on the ground with us. Uh, they were hearing the rumors at the same time we were. And I mean, it, you should have seen it, Bryce. It spread like wildfire. I mean, the first person <laughs> said, hey, I'm here and we might be racing tonight. And then in the next five minutes, 40 different people that I talked to had also heard the same thing. So it uh, it spread really quickly. But yeah, back to your uh, your question. I I think it was a better race this year. I don't know. I saw it from the same vantage point as last year so it looked about the same but a little cleaner Uh, i don't know what the tv product looked like i don't know how the racing appeared uh i know the fans didn't really show up but that i mean that's you know there's a a more factors than that than just fans don't care out there um but yeah it uh it was a weekend the product on the tv was good other than fox is terrible at at producing nascar yeah dude i saw first thing i did on when I get on the plane and as you know, you wait for the plane to fill up and taxi and take off. All I do is scroll Twitter to kind of get a vibe of the race from, because I see it. It's entire the perspective I see a race from is entirely different. Oh, there yeah. are story storylines going on, on Twitter that I have no idea have developed, <laughs> uh, and so I just to get a kind of a vibe. Um, I always pull up Twitter, and it, I mean it was. It was immediate and it was hard and it was heavy, just trashing the Fox broadcast, dude. But and then I saw it's like people are getting better at this. Like they're not just talking trash anymore; they're supporting screenshots of like the wrong information and then the camera angles that Fox. I saw multiple screenshots of Fox's camera angles where we're like inside of Ross Chastain's tire on the right. Like what? What are we looking at here? Terrible. <laughs> Why? Why are we zoomed in on Goodyear on the fender, dude? Uh, and like during the race, like uh, yeah, and, the, and like the last one of the last spins in, yeah, in I the guess race, they missed the wreck entirely. Completely, they had no angles of it. No, or, I mean it's a you know we're on a football field. It's <laughs> How tiny. Do you miss a, it's it's not Dega. Like it's not like yeah. you have seventeen miles of track you have to cover. It's it's a tiny track and. Yeah, to see that that last spin, you had to go on Twitter and and find a video that a fan took, and then yeah. the, the altercation at the end of the race, uh, or after the checkered flag flew, I, I don't even remember who it was. Was it um, was it Gibbs and Logano that that came together after the race? Yeah, uh, it was Gibbs and Logano. Like they didn't even show that on the Fox broadcast. They just described it. They had no video of it, no nothing. Like we had to get the in the like the side by side in car dash cams to 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 see it and. Yeah, the Fox, the racing, the product, in my opinion, was better than last year's product. Uh, but the broadcast was just holy smokes. And I know, I know, Fox isn't that great, but um, I felt they hit like an all-time low at, at the Clash. I don't know if they got caught off guard with changing stuff from uh, from Sunday to to Saturday. I, I don't know if they thought they were going to cover the heat races differently than they were going to cover the actual race on Sunday. I have no clue. Um, it it kind of sucks that the broadcast moved from big Fox to FS one. That, that was a kind of a pain in the ass because I don't, I don't have FS one. What was on, what was on big Fox Saturday night? Women's basketball. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Women's college basketball. 
definitely more popular than NASCAR. Yeah. So that was good decision on that part. Yeah. Uh, I the you know, numbers I, will reflect that. I'm sure. I uh, I found. I out- would be curious. I'd actually be curious to see what the women's basketball on Fox numbers compared to the NASCAR and FS1 numbers are, because I bet they're comparable. Even though Fox is network TV and FS1 is cable. Uh, subscription package. I'm sure I can find. I can dig that up. I think I can. I can go find those numbers. But it like, it sucked for me because I don't have FS1. Like I, we cut pretty much all of our cable. So when it's on Fox, yeah. I'm happy. I can watch it on my TV. And when when it's not on Fox, I got to find other ways to uh, watch the race. You mean you're out of luck? You certainly cannot. There's no other ways other than to have a cable subscription. Well, I just you know go over to my friend's house and they have a cable oh, yeah, subscription. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, go to a, go to a local like, establishment. Binoculars through the window. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Can you turn it up a little bit? I can't see it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the product was good. I thought the racing was good. Now, how how hard was it for y'all, if it was hard at all, to adjust y'all's plans? from Sunday to Saturday like I, I would I would assume the clash is a little bit easier than obviously a normal race because you don't have competition uh, pit stops you're not you know everybody's not in the infield and all that was it a pretty simple fluid switch from Sunday to Saturday racing for y'all no it was not okay uh, it was the exact opposite there was no communication from NASCAR it was all we heard everything through the rumor mill I still as of this moment, have yet to hear an official from NASCAR that we're racing Saturday night. <laughs> everything else, I, everything I know is disseminated to me through secondary sources. No email sent out from NASCAR or pushed out to the teams. Like, I'm if it there was, I'm not saying there wasn't. It didn't make it to me. Communication was not great. Um, the clash itself, Bryce, is a much easier race uh, than most races. There are. Two sets of tires in the infield, no competition, pit stops, like you said. Um, the setup for the clash is one of the most challenging of the weekend because where the cars unload from the haulers and where they're worked on and where we go through tech is nowhere near the garage area. By garage area, I mean side of the street and sidewalk uh, outside the Coliseum. And then you have to drive down into the Coliseum, which is closed off. So you have equipment in three different spots at once, and the car can only be in one of those spots at one time. So what? rest assured, whatever you need will be somewhere else at the time you need it. Um, it is one of the, like, just trying to figure out where. So I've got five sets of tires for the weekend. I've got one set of tires by the hauler. I've got two sets of tires on the curb by the side of the street. I've got two sets down in the Coliseum and I have to, then all those are, you know, I know that sounds a two, two and one, no problem, but that's also factoring into which set of tires needs to be where, when, like when will set one go on, when will set three go on, set threes in the infield, set fives in the infield, set fours at the top of the curb because that's what we're going to start the race on set twos at the top of the curb because that's what we're going to qualify on like figuring out all of the logistics of just tires not to mention tools that's not my problem (laughs) that's Uh, somebody else's uh, deal (laughs) yes but it is very much like the logistical planning uh, of where everything needs to be on on uh for the clash weekend is hard enough on its own when the format changes and now there's no heat races and everything's on Saturday, it completely flips what I already, you know, thought I had in my head of 
of what needed to be where, when. Um, so no, the actual, and then again, communication, not great. I'll, uh, I'll use this moment and platform, uh, that millions of people are listening to, to defend. I don't, I guess I'll ask you, I'll start this with a, uh, we'll take a side street here on the sometimes the motorsports tangent. podcast. <laughs> now, well, just did they say, uh, cause you watched the TV broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they talk about Noah Gragson? Did they mention that he had the wrong tire pressures to start the race? No, I didn't hear that at all. Okay. Well, so I, the internet knew it and I wasn't sure how the internet knew it. Um, I guess it's people listening to the scanner uh, and putting it on Twitter, but the internet. Uh, so if you look in the the comment section on any of Facebook's uh, SHR's Facebook, it's all just absolutely trashing the 10 crew um, because the 10 essentially started the race on the wrong tire pressures and went a lap down immediately. I mean, he had no chance. He was his his tires were fully inflated uh, for those who don't know on on short tracks like that you run very 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 low pressures uh i'm talking single digits like in tom brady football levels yeah yeah you. exactly yeah yeah um and the like i said na- there was no dissemination of information from nascar there last year we pulled down into the car co- we pushed the cars down into the coliseum we parked them we got out. We did a normal pre-race, driver intros, national anthem, all of that. That's when you set your final tire pressure, right there. If you watch me every weekend, as soon as the national anthem is over, Ryan's getting in the car, buckling up, getting his helmet on. I am finalizing tire pressures all the way around the car. That's where they're going to start. There was no one from NASCAR that said, we are not doing that this year. There, the, Once you leave the curb, now, also keep in mind that you're only allowed to have three crew members inside the Coliseum. So as soon as the qualifying is over, the three crew members being in the Coliseum have to get down in there. So obviously you're going to take your car chief, a mechanic, and your tire guy. Those are the three people you need down in the... Um, I, it's not a mandatory thing, but that's how most everybody does it. Um, so we get down in there, and the 10 team is ready to set pressures when the car comes down into the Coliseum and nowhere was there any information from NASCAR that hey once they come down that hill we're starting pace as soon as we we're buttoning up the wall and we're starting pace laps and so the 10 team never got a chance to set the pressures on the car and it's not their fault it's not their fault I mean it is it is it's ultimately their responsibility because I set my pressures at the top of the hill before he left to go into the Coliseum just in case because there was no information. I was just covering my own butt. Right. Um, which turned out to be the correct could thing to do. But yeah. if, if you didn't have an instruction from NASCAR... Like, there was nothing from NASCAR. Yeah, if you, if you didn't have that intuition, then y'all would have been in the exact same yep. spot. I, yeah. had, I had no idea that I, when I got down into the Coliseum that I would not be touching the car again. Now, luckily, I was prepared for that. The 10 team was not, and it is not. I will defend them to the death that it was not their fault. It was a communication breakdown in all of the chaos that it fell through the cracks. Now, could they have taken the initiative and been prepared just in case like I was? Yes, but 
I, I mean, at this point, you're throwing stones in a glass house. Right, uh, right. Twitter's going to do what they're going to do. They absolutely trashed the 10 team uh, for being unprepared for screwing Noah. Uh, but, I mean, really, that that was a communication thing from NASCAR. It was not disseminated to the teams that made it uh, that, hey, you need to get everything done here at the top of the curb and get down into the Coliseum. You will not touch the car again until the halftime break. Yeah, something so, differs from standard operating procedure, and it wasn't communicated properly down. Yeah, how would, yeah. The, how would that 10 team know? They did. They wouldn't, and they didn't. And, I mean, I had to ask an official when I got down into the Coliseum, hey, uh, are we going to get a chance to touch the cars? And he he didn't know. He did. <laughs> when I asked him that, he did not know the answer to my question. Now, he asked on the radio. He wait. We waited there, stand. You know, just talking for a minute, uh, and and then he told me it sounds like they're going straight into pace laps. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm good. I didn't know at the time the ten team wasn't good. I see the ten team getting their bottles and gauges ready, and I'm like, uh, guys, you know, I had to be the one down in the Coliseum to break it to them uh, that it sounded like we weren't going to get to touch the car. That's rough, so, dude. If you're wondering why Noah Gregson finished three laps down, it's because he never had a chance out of the gate. And I mean, those, the pressures weren't even close. They, they were, they were not race pressures. And unfortunately, when the entire field is separated by uh, a 10th of a second in this, you know, quarter mile track or whatever it is, uh, that, that was essentially a death sentence right out of the gate for that team and that car. Um, but again, that to me is a communication thing on all levels, not just NASCAR. I'm not saying this is NASCAR's fault, but this this is the fault of a communication breakdown that could have been handled better uh, on every side. That sucks. That was that was my rant for the day. If yeah. you're wondering why Gregson finished three laps down, it's not because that team sucks. It's because they weren't prepared because of the, the lack of communication. And that's the answer to your question. Is it easier? To, to move everything to Saturday all at once. Uh, no, it was not. It was an absolute <laughs> cluster. It's already a cluster that entire weekend, and to move everything to Saturday made it more so. Uh, I just happened to uh, have, with my time in the military, I'm used to working very efficiently in complete clusters. Uh, <laughs> That's where, sort of what the military is. Where everything is happening at once and nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> and you have to think on your feet in split-second decisions. Uh, I just so happen to have experience in my tool belt <laughs> with that situation. I, so. I remember, I don't remember who quoted this, but it was a foreigner that quoted, said, the reason America is so good at wars is because war is chaos and America's army is steeped in operating under chaos or something. Yes. Something yep. along those lines. They, they don't follow doctrine because they don't know what their doctrine <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly it. So, um, uh, one, of, one of the things I did have a question about, you know, brakes were a huge issue. Um, it's a, it's a short track. Brakes are always going to be an issue at short tracks on the broadcast. They were talking about splitting the brake pads. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. Okay, Harvick was trying to explain I, I need, it. Like, I would need some context. Uh, the, well, the the, the 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 you know the rotors were glow or the brake pads were glowing and the rotors were glowing and and Harvick was saying something about like that's why they split the brake pads or I, I I don't know they tried to explain it and I still didn't understand quite what they were talking about but they were essentially just talking about when the brake pads got really hot that they split the brakes so they would still have brakes or. 
hell, I don't know, but they were, you know, one of the one of the main things in the broadcast was was breaks, and they were talking about break bias, which I I understood. Yeah, well, that's that. My, that that was my only is if Harvick is referring to the the drivers moving the brake bias, so it that changes the amount of braking towards the front or the rear of the car. So you, if your brakes get too hot, you can dial the bias back, and you'll need to brake sooner or later, but they won't be on the brakes as long because your brakes will be a little bit stiffer. So it, it can help get some temperature out of them. That's my only... Maybe that's I, what I would was. basically need to hear Harvick's whole monologue to have a better understanding of what he was trying to convey there. Uh, I'm not saying you're not doing a fantastic job of explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, splitting the brakes, I'm not exactly sure. that That's not a... A term I would just throw around and know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before when he was talking about it, but maybe it was the brake bias thing. But like, I, I don't know because then then he started talking about like what the brakes were made of, and I'm like, are like half the brake pads made of one material and half made of the other? Like they what? are they are a composite material. They're a ceramic and something else. Um, but yeah, they they are. A- I t- I tell you, man. Um, I really liked I really liked Harvick in the booth. He did a great job. Yeah. Dude, he's he's smart. Like, you say what you want. Like, I don't care if you don't like Harvick personally or whatever. Like, you didn't like him in his, as a race car driver. That, as far as like cerebral awareness goes, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody more qualified to be talking about racing than Harvick. He was good. He was he was great in the booth. It was him. Um, I think he's a great balance for Clint Boyer too. Because yeah. boy, you have no idea what Boyer's going to say. <laughs> he's he's the personality. He's great. He's great at parties. Love the dude. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think the Harvick uh, side of the broadcast will balance the Boyer side, and then and a Mike Joyce, a living legend. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was the best, uh, other than the camera angles for Fox, the booth, the commentary between Clint Boyer, Mike Joy, and Kevin Harvick was fantastic. Man, it was great. Like I, well, I usually, what I usually do on broadcasts is. I turn down the volume of the broadcast and I put y'all on my scanner. I listen to y'all's all, y'all's radio, um, but the the broadcast was so good and it was so entertaining. I actually didn't listen to any of y'all's uh, in car radio this oh, time. Then you missed your chance, Bryce. You oh. missed you missed hearing me on the radio. Oh, I, no. I was talking. I was talking to the crew chief and <laughs> Ryan could hear me in the car, which is not supposed to happen. Uh, we. So we had some day one of school kinks to work out <laughs> that will certainly be solved before the day 2500. <laughs> but yeah, um, coming up on the halftime break, um, Chad is giving me air pressure adjustments and I am relaying information back to Chad and Ryan comes on the radio to me and says, you've got to find a different way to relay that information. <laughs> I can hear everything you're saying. And uh, I'm like... Whoops! My <laughs> so bad. I didn't key up again. Yeah, I just didn't key up again. Uh, I also couldn't t- like because Ryan cut in, so it, it's like when people walk on each other, you can't hear everything. Like it's only going to pick up one, and you never know who that's going to be. <laughs> so Ryan cuts in, and I couldn't. All I could hear is I can hear y'all talking, and I didn't know if he could hear Chad talking to me about time. We have a channel too where the crew can talk to each other, the driver can't hear. Okay, but apparently that information was either bleeding over or we were all on channel one i don't know i didn't have time to mess with my radio or look i just stopped talking on the radio i had the information i needed at that point so i just shut up and but yeah if you were listening to the scanner apparently you might have heard me this damn <laughs> damn i missed my opportunity and it's different this race is different because usually at normal races 
you can just go up and talk to your crew chief, right? Like he's, yeah. you know, 10 feet correct. from you. A at the clash, your crew chiefs are sitting in the stands, correct? That is all. Yeah, correct. Yeah. He, Chad was in the seat somewhere, and I don't even know where he was in the stadium. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but yes, Chad is in the stands, and I am on the ground inside the Coliseum. Uh, so yes, as a normal weekend, Chad and I pass notes, um, and, or we just yell at each other under caution with one <laughs> one ear muff pulled away from our ears uh, so we can hear each other. Because uh, typically other people can hear radios, so you, typically you don't want to be talking about super sensitive information like tire pressures and uh, round adjustments on the radio, but... The, uh, this week, you know, you had no choice. Do y'all have your own? Do y'all have any like keywords or anything like that? Do y'all say over the radio to make sure, like, if you want to make uh, a, an adjustment and you don't want other teams to know? Do y'all have like different keywords, almost like a like an offensive playbook for a football team? Uh, we don't. Some okay. teams do, but we don't. Okay. Um, Chad, we we were actually had a conversation about that last year, and Chad uh, basically quipped that I'm not sure any team wants to be stealing our information right now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So what what difference does it make? Honestly, let's just let's just worry about ourselves. <laughs> and maybe the day will come where we gotta defend ourselves. But right now, let's just fix our let's let's get let's get us taken care of first. And, uh, and y'all ran and, pretty well, man, at the clash. Uh, he, Ryan got up in the top ten, close to a top five, and then it, it seemed like he <laughs> fell off a little bit. Avoided yeah. some avoided some collisions. Almost got a top ten. You know, I, I know it doesn't matter at the clash unless you win, but I, yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, I, th I thought y'all had a pretty, pretty strong car for the main part. Well, for coming off of last year's, certainly we had higher expectations. I really think we all went into there thinking this is a race we can win easily. Um, we just have to, you know, if not for a faulty fuel pump or some sort of mechanical gremlin last year, we win that race. Yes. I'd, yeah, uh, that, and take don't take that from me. Take that from Martin Trucks Jr., who won the race, who came, who told Brian after the race, "I had nothing for you." Uh, All you had to do was watch the race, and you could you could see that that Preeks's yeah. car was it was the best car on the day at the Clash last year. Yeah, yeah. So, given that uh, we we felt like this is one that that not that Otis won, but that was there for the taking for us. Uh, so overall, pretty disappointed with the results. I think that that goes for everybody um but yeah to your point very very probably the fastest car in the field for the first 20 laps i mean he drove from 12th to 7th in the first run uh and then 12th 13th to 5th in the second run um <clears throat> but unfortunately the long run speed in the car just wasn't there it it, it not it not just tailed off after 20 laps, it basically went into a, a flat spin, a, a nosedive. Um, so couldn't hold on to it, and, and we needed a lot of... We needed a year like last year with 12, 13 cautions to really be able to have a puncher's chance because... And that's just Ryan knowing what he's doing on restarts. Um, but yeah, we just... We needed more long-run speed in the car this year uh, and then had some, some mechanical... Not mechanical issues, but... It, for anybody that did hear a scanner, he was complaining about the car hopping under braking. Ooh. Uh, and obviously that's, you know, that that's not what you want. That's not ideal. No. So uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know why that was happening or if we fixed it or how we fixed it. Um, 
I know the tires weren't the problems. <laughs> that, that's one of those control what you can control and trust everybody else. Um, but yeah, so it ultimately a disappointing weekend, but uh, not not a bad weekend just yeah, from yeah. from what we expected slash hoped for. Um, a disappointing result. And I, I think the expectations for Priest going into this next, I mean, the, the first round of the Daytona 500, I, I don't think y'all's expectations should be anywhere different than it was the clash because of y'all's super speedway package and speed last year. I mean, um, at the Coca-Cola 400, y'all y'all had a phenomenal car. Y'all had a top five car. Um, and and yeah, I, I, we led, we led in both races at Daytona last year. Yeah. And, and I think, I think expectations going in from, uh, from two weeks from now should be just as high as they were going into the clash because of SHR's, um, uh, super speedway package. And because priest seems to drive really well in the draft. Like I, I feel like, yeah. you know, having, having short track and, and really good, uh, super, super speedway talent. That's, that's a pretty nice little hat thing to have in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, and then, you know, just the nature of the 500, it doesn't need, we don't have to beat the horse to death on this podcast. I guess this is kind of our Daytona preview podcast because we won't have one next week. But um, yeah, when do you yeah. go? When do you, when do you head out to Daytona? Wednesday. The same. So we fly down Wednesday morning, we qualify Wednesday night. Then we have the clash Thursday night. We're doing New Smyrna on Friday. There is a practice on Friday. Depending on how Thursday goes for the 41 team, we we may not be on track at all on uh, Friday. Oh, wow. Don't know exactly what the plan is there. We'll just have to wait and see. There is a potential, and I don't think that's us exclusive, just the way that NASCAR has the format set up. It does not necessarily behoove one to go out on track Friday when there's another practice on Saturday. You, know, I mean, where are the, the lineup's already set Thursday night. There's a practice on Saturday. There's no reason to go crash your car on Friday. Uh, so we and burn we up may an not extra be set of tires. Ones. I would assume, right? I, it, well, we I mean we have an allotted a set uh, set for that. Um, we only get to start now. Everybody gets to start Sunday with the same allotment. You don't get to save tires from the weekend uh, okay. and have them on Sunday. Also, tire wear at Daytona is not really. I mean, you do two tire stops all the time for speed, like. Tires don't really not that they don't matter, but that's not that's not it's, the reason. It's not Darlington. We don't. Yes, that's not the reason we don't practice on Friday. I think it's. Uh, I would be. I would not be surprised surprised to see five to six cars on track. For, like there's an open. Well, here's our practice session. Fox comes on the air live, and it's mostly them trying to fill time, talk about something because ain't a thing happening on track. They're good at talking stuff, but filming stuff, yeah. just filming stuff yeah. on track, they're having a problem with. So that might be a golden opportunity for Fox. <laughs> it may be for <laughs> for the three cars that go out on Friday. I will see. Practice Friday will be interesting to see uh, because the the participation from the garage part may not be that high. Uh, we are racing. Well, I say we. Um, Priest is racing modified at New Smyrna Friday night. Uh, it's That's the cool. money race or whatever down there. So we'll leave the speedway and go do that. And then uh, Saturday is a practice, Sunday is the 500, and I'll be back home on Monday pending no washout. You, I haven't looked at the weather forecast. I haven't either. Um, We're a little far out, but do you think uh, you think you think any of the uh, little heated rivalry, little battles? You think any of that stuff carries over to, to uh, Daytona between Nemechek and Stenhouse or uh, Gibbs and Logano? Uh, probably not. 
honestly, um, just Daytona is not the place you carry over a rivalry. Yeah. It's not the place you you pay back a driver. As mad as you are at the driver, we all know that Daytona is a dangerous, uh, dangerous place. You you save your grudges another week at Daytona. And save it for Martinsville. Save it for uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, someplace so you can make it count. Turn uh, just for the record, Bryce. As of this moment, and we're what four, 13, 14 days out from yeah. the Daytona five hundred. Uh, they are. There's a 58 percent chance of rain. Uh, the high is 66. It says shower, cloudy and showers. See overnight forecast. Uh, rain showers at times. High of 66. Winds northeast, 10 to 15 miles an hour. Chance of rain 60 percent. Uh, that's Sunday day. Sunday night, cloudy with showers, low of 54, uh, chance of rain 60%. So it looks like, as of this moment, weather can potentially play a factor in the Daytona 500 this year. So what you're telling me is y'all are going to slap some rain tires on those bad boys and go super speedway racing with, uh, with <laughs> <Not> rain. <advanced. laughs> uh, yeah, dude, th- th- and that goes to, I think they should consider racing in a dome i i, th- I think that is <laughs> i i think i think they should consider that they should, what they need to do is build like a giant pavilion over it so it's still like an outdoor arena there you it go. still has ventilation there you go uh it, and it like a clear bubble like so you still get all the ambience of of the sunset and the colors and you're outside breathing the natural air but the, when the rain falls, it slides off the top of the I'm dome. I'm done with that. I mean, like, I, obviously that's impossible to do at, like, Atlanta or Daytona or Talladega. But, like, how big of a project would that be for for Martinsville, you know, or or Bristol or one of the short tracks we go to? Like, Yeah, it, it would have to be done there first. You're yeah, not, you're oh, not going to sure. start it uh, with Daytona, certainly. No, but No. I mean, like, you know, like, could we hold one in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? I mean, they do it at the L.A. Coliseum. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is bigger. And they, they host monster trucks and stuff, so... Like, theoretically, that could happen at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, I think that would be really neat. The Clash next year? Sure. We'll do that inside? Yeah, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, do it inside. Let's do it inside Atlanta. the loudest. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you can, you op- you can open the roof, roof a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, you would have to because with the ventilation from the, yeah. the cars. You, well, I you mean, know, unless we're going to carbon monoxide poison everybody in. Well, the roof is closed. Ro- I mean, they do, they do monster trucks inside. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't, how, know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if everybody yeah, goes out there either. with a. Well, and it's not like you know they race inside like the chili bowl. That's inside. That's so true. I don't know. Yeah, it's I possible. Know. I don't know how everybody just walks out with carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just don't know. I don't it. know. <laughs> I don't don't know how that works. You know, with Mercedes Benz, you could open it just enough to let the fumes go out, and if it is raining, it just it could just rain in the infield in that like, spot. Yeah, yeah. it just <laughs> that's perfect. I'll, just sit there, rain on us, let the cars run around the track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that'd be cool. Oh, um, is I was looking for diecast because okay. I want that Michael McDowell diecast from the Clash so bad, and I don't think it would, I don't think they're gonna make one. What was Michael McDowell at the Clash? It was so Jimmy Buffett has a cruise line. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Margaritaville at sea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want that die cast so damn bad. Um, so that you're what you'll probably have to do is buy uh, a generic die cast and put it in a paint stripper. And there is a company that makes 
uh, basically water slide decals like you would build a model for every paint scheme in NASCAR. I'll try to what? find that. I, I'll, let me... Um, uh, I'll get back with you on that. We'll Dude, to, that we'll is put awesome. A pin in that one and come back to it. Yes, yes but there is a company that does that. That would be cool. That would be. I yeah. can't. I can't wait for my uh, Ryan Priest diecast to come in in twenty twenty eight. Yeah. The yeah. So there's people that already have Wonderbread diecasts, huh. uh, oh, and that's how they did it. They, that this company has sold the, uh, and this company um, actually sold. Not they pay attention to detail because of the custom built one i saw had the side skirts wrapped like i wrap in real life uh whereas the diecast you cannot get the side skirts wrapped like if you buy a ryan priest diecast it yep. will not look like it does on the track because i wrap my side skirts um and and their lionel cannot do that they're not allowed to do that really yep uh they have to stick to the manufacturer specific um template and and ford ford does not love wrapped side skirts slash i mean they're not side skirts it's a rocker panel but ford doesn't love it and ford's identity package does not include wrap on the rockers um huh. so that is something that the 41 team does of our own volition despite some opposition <laughs> And I won't elaborate you. further. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I would definitely be down for that because the Margaritaville of the Sea, like that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that. Yeah, that's cool. But I was on because I was on uh, NASCAR.com last night, living through diecast, and I had to turn my phone off because I was about to spend like a thousand dollars because they're really awesome. I love the, the Ross Chastain Bush Light diecast is cool. Dude, how cool does that car look? It looks like, so awesome, dude. It, when they get, oh man, that that car looks so dang good. Yeah, and I and I hate it, but I like <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, that that car. And then if they if I could ever find an old Ward Burton Cat uh, Elite diecast, that dude, take my credit card immediately buying that. I got I want to get the uh, King's Hawaiian one too because I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a cool that's such a cool paint scheme. Um, but yeah, I was looking. Uh, I was looking last night through all the diecasts and everything. And I was like, I gotta turn my phone off before I spend over a thousand dollars, man. Like, I, I gotta get off here. I gotta get off here immediately because this is this is gonna be so bad. Yeah, that you you can get a. Uh, by the way, Mike's decals um, is one of the sites. So there's more than one, but Mike's decals. Oh, and then okay, so Mike's decals has options for basically like he is a looks like he's a wholesale dealer and he has all the companies that he gets decals from listed on the site um so it looks like you can get basically anything you want like i'm looking at uh 1988 dale jarrett power slide decals dude i got this 1987 uh, ricky rudd power slide yeah, see that, and that's, and you can go all the way up to today. So, dude, this is cool. Oh man, only twelve uh, bucks. Like here's a here's a Gen Seven Chase Elliott uh, with a model kit and the power slide decals included. These are amazing, man. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 
these are uh, these are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna browse through these through these today. So what's your uh, what's your schedule like this week, man? If you don't go to uh, to Daytona until till next Wednesday, what's y'all schedule this week? Yeah, so I'm off today um, because we obviously flew home. I lost an entire night. Uh, of sleep with travel Saturday night, which I'm not complaining about. Uh, I'd rather be tired and home than rested and sitting in a hotel room in LA. Um, so off today because of travel day this weekend, and I will work Tuesday through Thursday, um, possibly Friday, just depending on where the car's at. I mean, I think we're in good shape with the Daytona 500 car. It's not like years past where you would start working on your Daytona 500 car right after Christmas. Um, unfortunately, those days, I think, are gone forever. And the, um, the so the Daytona 500 car is basically just a normal car now, and it takes the normal amount of prep time. So you actually have a little bit more time than you need to prep the Daytona 500 car. So that is what we'll be working on most of this week. There's some things equipment wise that we got to correct from the class, just kind of trial and error stuff. We get out there all the way to LA and find out some stuff that you built over the off season. Um, could use some, an improvement or two or something that, you know, only uh, trial by combat will show you. So there'll be a little bit of, a little bit of busy work, some knickknacks here and there, but we'll, uh, we'll load up probably Monday or Tuesday of next week and uh and be ready to go so i'll have a a pretty short work week this week i think pending disaster and then uh it'll be time to to do it for real i assume y'all fly down there yes we'll fly wednesday morning what do y'all do y'all fly the same thing y'all do y'all have do y'all have a private jet i think we talked about this last year yeah shr has two planes uh uh, and we'll basically there's one for all the pit crews and everybody that travels race day and there's one for everybody that travels for the entire weekend sweet okay all right you gotta bring your uh bring your diving suit just in case all that rain hits yeah well i mean i'm going to the beach so i'll have all my stuff anyway there you go you yeah, bring a swimsuit? daytona hotels on the beach so I, oh baby know, i could do worse than five days in daytona on the beach have you ever been to where they like had the uh, the old track at the uh i have not the turn four restaurant yeah no, i haven't been there yet that'd be um, cool i've never I'm been there in, either I, I think it's probably on the list for this year. Last year, I wanted to see the Daytona Museum and kind of that's everything cool. that the Speedway happened yeah. uh, that had to offer. Uh, this year, I'll kind of venture out to see what the you know the rest of Daytona is like. Yeah, I think this year. I think this year we're going to make the trip up to Bristol, I believe. Um, and I believe spring or fall. I think we talked about this. But I, don't um, I think spring. Um, okay. Yeah, because falls falls during football season. And, that's miss, also true. Can't miss any football games. Uh, yeah. and, and the falls night, right? Falls the night race. Falls the night race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And falls a little bit more expensive. So, I think we're gonna do. Uh, I think we're gonna do spring. Um, and then I'm not sure what day race we're gonna go to, but um, but we'll be at we'll be at both Atlanta races, at least one Bristol race, one Talladega race. I I, I haven't decided if I'm gonna do uh, the Brickyard or the All Star yet. Um, Oof. Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, so tough choice. We'll we'll see we'll see all that one. But hey, shout out to NASCAR, dude, uh, for making it affordable yeah. for families to go to NASCAR events. Um, 
like from from what it looks like for me and my two boys to go to Bristol, it's gonna be under a hundred dollars for all three of us to go. Like, nice. Yeah, like that's. I mean, I, like I think I think my tickets like sixty five dollars, but both of their tickets because they're under twelve are, are ten bucks a piece. Like, dude, so smart. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. very very smart. Um, and yeah, we're, we're taking them to the. You know, last year we went to the. Um, uh, to the Xfinity series yep. race, yeah. This, this year we're uh, this year we're doing Cup. We're gonna go to nice. the yeah. We're gonna Congrats. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, we're excited about that, man. Um, so yeah, well, I, they they asked me. They said, Dad, can we go to Daytona 500 this year? I said, I said ah, that's, that's gonna be, we're gonna have to plan that one out, pal. It's not something you just sort of do on a whim. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, gotta say that. Uh, there. But that's definitely what gauge their interest at Bristol. If they'll sit through a race and, and watch it and be into it, yeah, Daytona 500 should be on the table. Yep. That's just well, ha, having experienced the Daytona 500 now. Last year was my first ever Daytona 500. Uh, so talk about seeing it up close and personal. That's that should be every the top of every racing fan's bucket list. Yep. That and the Indy 500, like. One day I'll go see the Indy 500 just to say I saw it. That'd be awesome. That'd be, man, it's the, it's the best day in motorsports. That Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yep. So good. You got anything else for us today, man? No, it's a little bit of a short episode, but I guess we're making up for our two and a half hour podcast from uh, <laughs> uh, two weeks ago. But that one, you know, that one needed to happen. We had to shake off a lot of cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cover a lot of stuff. No, happy to be uh, back in North Carolina, warm and dry. Um, and ready to go to Daytona. And I guess we're, our next podcast will be following Daytona. It'll yeah. be our review of the Daytona 500 and preview the ATL. Yeah, post post Daytona, uh, preview the ATL. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'm excited to see the Atlanta race this year too because la- the, the, the fall race of Atlanta last year was phenomenal. One of the it best was, races. It was pretty good. It was exciting. It was really good. I'll give you that. And if nobody's out there, if nobody out there has watched uh, Full Throttle, I highly encourage you to watch it. It is a, a really good it's five episodes on Netflix, so there's not a big investment into it. But I thought it was good. I don't think it's as good as Drive to Survive. But for the first year, I thought they did a very good job. I thought they did a yeah. very, very good job. I think, I think I've heard that Netflix is pretty happy with the, the numbers so mm-hmm. far. That's all, obviously NAS, NASCAR. Netflix is only in this for the revenue. Um but NASCAR, I think this was more of a push by NASCAR to have this done. Smart. But I think Netflix is uh, pretty pretty satisfied so far. This is what I'm hearing through the grapevine. We saw so maybe we what get it did for F1. Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely going to be a season two. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd like to see them cover more than just the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like be the do. next. Yeah, yeah, like they do for Drive to Survive. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I, I think it was really good. I think it was really, really good. And it's, it's nice to see... I don't think NASCAR always does a phenomenal job of highlighting their athletes and I, I don't know, like the individualism in their athlete. I feel F1 does a really good job of that, of, of, of propping up their athletes and making sure that they're the center point and they're always in front of the camera and always saying stuff and they always get the, the correct publicity um, to yeah. sort of highlight who they are. And I don't feel like NASCAR does a phenomenal job at that. And uh, the Netflix series Full Throttle is helping take steps in the right direction, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, a, a great job all around by every part. I, and, I, you know, I agree with you that there is marketing that can be done better on NASCAR's part. 
Um, and hopefully this seems like a step in the right direction for yep. that. Also, Bryce, you asked if I had anything else. We would be remiss on this podcast. I know we're a long ways from talking about uh, F1, but the news dropped in the last week. Dude. That oh, we haven't talked long, about that. I forgot yeah, about Mercedes that. Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton will leave Mercedes and go to Ferrari. Uh, that is <laughs> that is unbelievable. Bryce, we are going to live in a world where Lewis Hamilton is driving a Ferrari and Jimmy Johnson is driving a Toyota. And we're going to live to see it. I mean, God willing, we have to make it to next year. <laughs> but that is going to happen. We're going to see that. That's, that is, I just cannot wrap my head around that. Like, I'm blown I, away. Two of the greatest to ever do it, driving for different manufacturers, different teams that, that they built, you know, castles on. Yeah. It, it, would be, it would be like if Derek Jeter played for the Mets. Yeah, it's exact. That's exactly what this is. It's like, so weird. Yeah, it just like yeah. how do you how do you do that? I saw so I saw that headline on Twitter, and yes. I followed like a, a couple of like goofy F one sites that yeah they just put, a, you thought it was trolling. Yes, I did too. I saw yes. it on TikTok. I thought this dude's trolling. <laughs> He'd made this video ten minutes ago. Yeah, and I'm like this this is a troll video, and then I did a real quick Google and I saw 17 news articles. <laughs> one of them updated one second ago and I immediately text you because yeah. at that point I know this is real. Yeah. Yeah. I it's saw the, uh, what's uh, the, the office meme? Like this is happening. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's happening. Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody um, stay calm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be Leclerc and, and Hamilton and the prancing pony next year, uh, 2024. Yes. He's still with Mercedes, but uh, a big question, who, who are they going to put in that uh, other Mercedes seat along with uh, George Russell next year? Uh, it, I don't even know. Will it be Russell? I don't know. I mean, that's true. Is Russell, Russell. in the contract? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, we could see a whole new Mercedes. It, it tells me year. one of two things: either either Ferrari has a rocket ship that they're about to unleash, or Mercedes has not fixed anything that yeah. has gone wrong over the past two years. Yeah, um, I think unfortunately it's leaning towards the latter, at least in the quarter public opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, so no Lewis. I would assume Toto Wolf is probably gone as well. Um, at some point in the next year or two, yeah. I, he probably hangs it up. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be weird, man. It's gonna. <sighs> Lewis Hamilton in, dude. Yeah. Times they are a change. It's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but for Matt Ridgway, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all in two weeks. Our next podcast will be after Daytona. Uh, we will go over, uh, Ryan Priest's victory at the Daytona 500 and talk about Atlanta motor speedway and preview that race here on TM five's track talk. <laughs>